Hey everyone, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. And I'm Melissa. And we're sisters. That's <laughs> surprise. <laughs> In case you haven't heard. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So you guys, I am such a mess this morning and this is called A Mess Nonetheless. So I'm going to go ahead and share it. So uh, instead of waking up at six, like I was supposed to, I pseudo woke up at seven and then got out of bed at 7.20 and then remembered oh yeah, we're podcasting and I need to get the children out of the house. And I haven't done anything for myself this morning, like breakfast, food, <laughs> getting myself ready. So I was like, I'm so sorry. Thankfully my husband was here. I was like, cause I need you to do everything. And he's like, yeah, I was kind of wondering like, why should she getting out of bed? I was like, yeah, I don't know. I totally forgot we were podcasting. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I better eat some breakfast. Cause I get super nauseous if I don't eat. And as I'm finishing my literal last bite, I'm remembering the moment podcasting is done this morning, I have someone coming to take my blood work and I was supposed to fast. No. <laughs> so I texted for her. For more than an hour, I'm assuming. <laughs> for 12 hours, yeah. So I texted her. I'm like, um, sorry. Also, the worst part is, as per our texting thread, the last time she came over to do my blood work, I also forgot to fast and Oh my reschedule. gosh. So if you ever think Rachel has it all together, she don't. <laughs> I do not. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, I'm such a mess this morning. Melissa's like, why? I'm like, I'll tell you all about it after I press record. Yes. <laughs> so I'm hearing all of this for the first time. So that's me. I'm a mess. Welcome to a mess nonetheless, where we don't pretend to have it together. That should have been our tagline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. We will make right. you feel good about your life. <laughs> that's right. All right, Melissa, take us away. Oh, <laughs> uh, so first of all, I've been sick this week and I'm dragging. So if I sound, if if I'm pausing and coughing a lot, that is why. Um, I just told Rachel <laughs> sometimes when I cough really hard, I like dry heave. So I'm really hoping that doesn't happen on camera because that's really gross to watch. So anyways, there you go. Um, so today we are going to talk about, and Rachel's also getting over being sick. So we're, we're good. <laughs> if you're can't see her, she's. Blowing, her, blowing nose. her nose and digging in. Not <laughs> digging in, just trying to get it all out. <laughs> Probably the same thing, huh? Yeah. So we're going to talk about when we feel sorry for ourselves, because yes. if you happen to see the reel that we made on Instagram, <laughs> Melissa was so proud of herself for not feeling sorry for herself when God was doing really great things in my life. So while True. we celebrated what God was doing in my life, we celebrated her too. We did. <laughs> We were talking about how we've done a lot of podcasts kind of on things that like I have struggled with over the years, um, ways that God has really had to like write me. And this is an area that I have really not struggled with. So <laughs> it's time to do some of Melissa's issues. So we get to celebrate Rachel being not having this issue. That's, that's all. Right. We, we have to celebrate all the sides of things. Yeah, that's right. Not that I've never felt sorry for myself. It's just not like an ongoing issue in my life. Correct. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. Like most of the things we've talked about, it's not like I've never dealt with them. It's just not, not if, if, if it's not ongoing, you have less to say about it. So anyway, so True. we're going to be pausing and coughing a lot. So just forgive Correct. us on that. And this I might forget to pause sometimes. To watch us on YouTube. No. <laughs> we are literally guys, taking I, I am in my pajamas. I barely even brushed my hair. <laughs> so I just did not have it in me to do anything else. So anyways, Rachel at least has cute earrings on. Um, okay. So yes, feeling sorry for yourself. So that has been something that I have struggled with a lot in my life for, and it kind of comes from two different angles. One is, I think that's just something I'm born, was born with, like the ability to feel sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. It's no, an ability. <laughs> it's true. And I'll use two of my kids as an example. So one of my kids, 
when she hurts one of her siblings, she would <laughs> sob and sob and sob and sob. And you would think, wow, she feels really bad. And if you mm-hmm. say, tell me why you're crying. I mm-hmm. just feel so bad for myself. Yes. <laughs> one of my other kids, he's five. And when he breaks something of mine or hurts someone on accident, he sobs and sobs and sobs. And you say, what? Tell me why you're crying. And I fully expect he's feeling sorry for himself. And he's like, I'm just so sad. I broke your thing. I'm just so sad. I hurt someone. It's literally like since they were itty bitty babies, they have Mm -hmm. each been born with these differences. Yeah. And I think that's you and I like I just Mm -hmm. wasn't someone who felt sorry for myself a ton Mm -hmm. growing up. I Mm -hmm. did the normal amount. But like, yeah. But yeah, my daughter who feels sorry for herself every time she hurts someone. That's, that's yeah, that's like a special gift to be born. With. It is a special gift. Quote, air quotes. Um, yeah. So I'm a four. We've talked about the Enneagram a little bit. And I mean, I, I wing a really strong three. So the older I get, the more I identify like right down the middle. It's interesting. I don't quite identify with a four the way I did when I was younger. Um, but definitely part of being a four is literally they're, they want what they don't have. Like, and it, and it's not necessarily even like material things. It's like, no matter what they have, it's really easy for them, for us to feel like it's, you have it better. And, um, someone and then adding, huh? Like someone else has it better. Exactly. That yeah. the person next to you has, a, has it better. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, and then adding to that in my adult, like my adult life has not been seamless by any means. There's been, you know, especially financially, we, I, we've, I've mentioned this before, my husband and I struggled a lot financially, despite working really hard. Um, and he was never even home. He worked so many hours to try to help make ends meet. And so then I had circumstances that lent to helping me feel (laughs) even more. (laughs) And I, and sure God totally had plans and using those circumstances to get this issue under control. Yes. And so if you are a person that finds yourself feeling sorry for yourself and it can look so many ways, it can be material things like they, you know, for years, Bill and I lived in a tiny little house. And I've told you this before. It's not a tiny house, not the trendy tiny house. It was just a really <laughs> small house. And it literally not it an so on s- purpose. We no. chose to go tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for my coughing. Oh, good. So, we both muted to cough at the yes. same time. <laughs> yeah. So that awkward pause, that was, we couldn't help that. Um. So anyway, so like every, it was so small that every time we would have another baby, people would literally everyone would say, so are you moving now? Like, nope. And they're like, oh, you're not hot. Like, nope. We're Just staying here. It had three little bedrooms, like the master bedroom, quote unquote, master bedroom was very small, was not really a master at all. And, um, no, it was barely like a kid's room. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And, um, the closets were tiny. Our bathroom was tiny. Like you, two adults really had a hard time standing in there at the same time. And that was our only bathroom. We did have a freestanding toilet in the basement that came in a lot of handy when we started very training. helpful. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was just, it was just tiny. And all of my friends and family started having these really either really cool older houses. So maybe they weren't, um, so big, but they had a lot of character, which I loved character. Ours was just like very boring and, um, or they started, you know, building and buying bigger houses. And so that was, I, I really had to struggle through that. And then of course my husband, like I've said this, he was gone all the time. And so it was really painful for me that watching my friends and family have their husbands be actively a part of their everyday life because they came mm-hmm. home at night and, well, and you know, because they had parent. more money, they could go on vacations and they could take more time off and things like that. Yep. Or they had a job where it allowed time off, like for there was to take time off. 
meant no getting paid. And when you were barely making ends meet, that's Correct. not an option. Yeah. There yeah. is a few times over the years where he would take a week off and it took us six months easily to recover because mm-hmm. yeah, we had to, or it took six months to prepare probably both. It's kind of like it took a year from right. both ends to, to be able to take that week off. So it was very, very, it wasn't even super enjoyable because it was stressful because mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't get paid vacation or anything. And then um, there was many times, at least three times that I can remember off the top of my head where I watched people's kids while they went on a couple's vacation for a week. And that was, I had to really work through not feeling sorry for myself because I'm like, okay, yep, you get to go off and be by yourself and I'll just watch your kids. Like, and of course I loved everyone. I loved the kids. Like they were my nieces and nephews or they're my friend's kids. And so of course I loved them, but I definitely had a lot of opportunity to be faced with circumstances that allowed for me to naturally feel sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you feel sorry for yourself, but it is a terrible feeling. Like Mm -hmm. it is just gross. You feel sick to your stomach. You just feel sad, nothing. And it's really, really, really hard to see the good when you feel sorry for yourself. Right. Um, Well, and feeling sorry for yourself is naturally also comparing. mm -hmm. So you're comparing yourself and then you're Mm -hmm. feeling sorry for yourself. So it's like a twofold because comparing is, I, I have dealt with that. Yeah. And that is a very gross feeling, but feeling mm-hmm. sorry for yourself is like the next level of comparing, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Uh, probably that would probably make sense. Yeah. You're not I'm just not... comparing. You're also feeling sorry. And now it's yourself. like sinking you. Yeah. Because yes. of yeah. what it's making me quote unquote, making you feel like obviously nothing can make us feel anything. We get a choice over that, right. which is, th- that is where we're going to go with this is that, mm-hmm. um, the, I, I got to a place where I was like, okay, Lord, I don't, I don't know what to do with this because my life isn't changing. My circumstances aren't changing. And I mean, I'm sure I felt sorry for myself as a kid. I don't remember it as much. Like when you talk about the one who automatically feels sorry yeah. for herself when I don't remember that so much, I'm sure I did. Well, and but we're just, over five years apart. So like you're yeah, older so you, than me. I wouldn't remember that if you did. So no, exactly. Where's mother when we need her. She yeah, only mom, remembers hello. the good things about us. That's true. Up. She probably wouldn't even remember that. Anyway. <laughs> and, um, bless her. <laughs> and so, Sorry, hold on. Talk Rachel. Oh, oh I was muting too. <laughs> Toilet paper in hand. I'm ready to go. I, Melissa oh. came to Arizona and got my cold. Yes. And it and, took us took a while to set in, but it oh my gosh. Hard. And it's taking forever to get over. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. why is this never ending? Yeah. I <laughs> hey, when ready? I I'm, I'm mute. <laughs> okay, mute. It's your turn. We have to tag team muting. Well, and my adrenals have just been tanked. Um, I've been working on getting them healthy and restored. And I actually just saw my hormone doctor yesterday. And I said, every time I get a cold, I, it takes me down for like, like I can't, I can't get out of bed. It's not even just like, oh, I don't feel good. It's like, I'm in bed. And she's like, that's because of your adrenals. She's like, yeah. when they get healthy, they won't, it won't, everything won't take you right. down quite that way. So oh, anyways, I, I just coughed and gagged. So oh, I do it too. Nice. At least you have that big thing covering your mouth. I know. I really behind. do. I did. I don't think if anyone's <laughs> watching on YouTube, they would have seen it. Cause I kind of leaned over like, <laughs> yeah. So in my, it was when I started being a mom. Um, my, I don't even think my kids were old enough to start looking like they were feeling sorry for themselves because it's really unattractive to see your kids feel sorry for themselves. Yeah. Like it makes me go crazy. I, I, it's like probably my, the thing that like makes me mad the most when I watch my kids feel sorry. So, so especially when it's over stupid things, like things right. that are, are you kidding me? You have a great life. And, um, mm-hmm. I, thankfully I don't have my kids don't, feel, I, for the most part, my kids don't feel sorry for, they didn't get a ton of that from me, but there's, there's two, two that get it a little bit. And yeah, anyways, they're working on it. <laughs> Anyways, so basically when I started having kids, you know, you just become, you become very self-aware when you start being a parent, like just, I, there's things that you just don't even notice before and, or, or you get serious about things like, okay, 
what do mm-hmm. I, what kind of parent do I want to be at? What do yeah. I want to teach my kids? What example what do I want to set for them? Yeah. Yeah. And I did not want to set, um, feeling sorry for myself. And so, but I didn't really know how to, to stop because things, like I said, my circumstances legitimately were harder than a lot of the people around me, not having my husband around struggling to like when, yeah, when Rachel says we couldn't go on vacation, we could barely go on a coffee date. Like we really didn't have any money. And so that was really um, hard. And so one of the biggest things I have, I know Rachel has verses written up on the computer, but I'm going to look at my phone because that's just easier for me. Um, oh, <laughs> I just lost that. it. <laughs> oh, you're just <laughs> explaining why your phone is, why my phone is in my face. I'm just exactly. going to check a text quick, but to be clear, yeah. not, sorry, I'm going to pause. <laughs> yeah, not not checking our email. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you didn't hear one episode, I realized as she was like, you can email us that. I was like, no one checks that email. And I was like, I pulled my phone up. I was like, I better check. I was like, oh, good. Ooh, In months, no we apparently haven't gotten any emails. <laughs> Thankfully, people reach out to us through um, social media. All the other ways. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like, don't email us. <laughs> so when I started trying to figure out how to stop feeling sorry for myself, I I started talking to God about it and he started bringing me all sorts of verses. I mean, the, the Bible really is full of verses that help you figure out yeah. how to curb this thought process or why you want to curb this thought process. And so one of them, Romans is one of well, my favorite books. Can we pause? I love that you said, when I started talking to God about it, he started bringing me verses mm-hmm. because a lot of people, we just, whatever our circumstances are, we just sit in them mm-hmm. and we just sit in them and we stay in yeah. them. But mm-hmm. you started talking to God about it, saying, mm-hmm. I don't want to be this way. And when we start saying to God, I don't want to be this way, yeah. he is faithful to provide. Now, it doesn't He's- mean a verse is going to show up in your head. You might need to get in your Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but- it's it, yeah, For sure, you have to get in your Bible. But it is amazing when you ask, when you open that door mm-hmm. to God, that communication to God and tell him, because I promise you, he didn't want me to feel sorry for myself either. He was like, right. oh, Melissa, right. I created you for so much better than that. Oh, and I so- know. I made you for more. I know exactly. And watching me have a hard time even recognizing the gifts in my life because I was so overwhelmed mm-hmm. with the things that were hard. Right. I had to have been so painful for him because right. as a, as a parent, that is so painful to watch my kids when they're not thankful for things when, right. they're, when they don't see, you don't want to give them more. Right. Exactly. That is true too. Yeah. And so anyway, so Roman says not only, um, okay. It says we, we need to rejoice in our sufferings. Okay, let's just stop right there. I hated this verse, <laughs> but it came to me all the time. When I say God started bringing me Bible verses, he would bring them to me on repeat. Like it's like everywhere I went, everything I would open, the same types of verses were speaking to me because that's what he does. He's like, oh, you want you want some you want to change in this area of your life? I'm just going to keep showing. It just shows up when mm-hmm. we ask him to start like a little spiritual pelting of yeah yeah the same yeah. truths. <laughs> I think he's got a little gun. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so it says rejoice in our sufferings, knowing the suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. So the reason this started helping me is because I had to change my mindset to even be grateful for my suffering. Like I had to start being grateful. I had to rejoice in it, I, which meant I had to start for me. That meant I had to start being grateful. And one of the, so, like I said, I lived in this little house that I desperately wanted to move out of. It was very, very, very small. Like I said, it was not real. I mean, it had no character. It was just very boring. I, I like, I'm not boring. I like character, I like no. things that are unique or whatever. And, and, um, and so I started changing instead of asking God, is this year we're going to get to move? I, this was kind of like something was on my head for like, 
probably not eight or nine years every year 10 years on maybe I would be like it was on my head it was in, in your my, mind on my mind <laughs> in my head on my oh, mind yeah, yeah. in my head <laughs> on my mind yeah I said in my mind but in yeah mind. I guess both work they're both wrong okay <laughs> they're both wrong. so I would on the regular just be like is this the year we get to move is this the year I don't have to live in a tiny house anymore that isn't trendy at all <laughs> I just really feel like I need to clarify that every time I say tiny house when I used to say tiny there weren't not tiny trendy. houses so yeah. it was just normal to say you should just say it was a small house. I know, but I just am used to saying tiny house. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and so I stopped asking that question and I started instead looking at my house as a gift. And I started looking at it as um, that I was so grateful that we had a house that wasn't very expensive to live in because mm-hmm. we didn't make a lot of money. And so our house payment wasn't yep. overly bigger stressful. House, bigger house payment. Yep, exactly. And, um, and I started looking at the fact that I didn't have the energy to hardly clean the one bathroom we had. So I was actually really grateful I didn't have more than one bathroom because I don't think they would ever be clean because mm-hmm. they wouldn't have had the energy. And my kids were too little to like really help at that time clean. Bigger you know? house would bring in different kinds of overwhelm. Yep, exactly. And um, I, thankfully, I am a really, really thrifty shopper. I'm really good at finding good deals. And I and so I started focusing on that. I was grateful that God gave me that gift and that mm-hmm. desire that it doesn't overwhelm me to go to a thrift mm-hmm. store and search for the right thing. It get, it It's like an adventure. It gets mm-hmm. exciting because I know a lot of people they can't even stand TJ Maxx because it right. feels overwhelming. And I'm uh-huh. like, TJ Maxx, like it's like my place. And, and, um, TJ Maxx so, is like heaven. <laughs> it's like heaven. Especially and if all it's the, attached to a home goods. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, and then, you know, I loved garage selling. My kids and I would go garage selling every So Thursdays used to be like the big garage sale day around here. Mm-hmm. And I would get about, I would save up about a hundred dollars or $50 or $30, however much money I could get my hands mm-hmm. on cash. I would get, I would pack our lunches the night before I would pack. And we had like this rhythm. They each got a dollar every time we went garage sailing and they could spend it however they wanted, which a dollar can go quite far when you're garage sailing. Exactly. Like sometimes you get a lot of crap for a dollar. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes they would buy one thing for that dollar. And sometimes they would get two or three things. And mm-hmm. then they would they would they'd have their lunches and I'd have my coffee and they would get out with me like the first many stops and then they'd start getting tired so they'd stay in the car while I'd get out and they would play, play with, with their new, new toys, toys or take a nap yeah and <laughs> you'd come um, to Eau Claire we were two hours away and we'd go garage selling together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. or Chicago when I lived mm-hmm. in Chicago we mm-hmm. it was like it was like an outing when you don't yes. have a lot of money which I didn't at that time either yeah it was something to do, to do. that we mm-hmm. enjoyed and it didn't other than that you were buying items that didn't cost any money right and I was buying items, items that were necessary like right. they were think like I would make a list of the, the, okay, so Ella has this shirt, but she has no bottoms to wear with it. So I'm looking for bottoms for this shirt or, Mm -hmm. you know, Tate needs these kind of shoes and, um, or, you know, and and I would, it was, God, God would always blow me away because I would Mm -hmm. always find the things I was looking for. Like it was really amazing. And so I started being grateful that I had these times with my kids, because if I had the money just to go shopping, I probably wouldn't have done like they, especially my older kids, like that is a good memory in their mind. Like they remember Mm -hmm. us garage selling and how much fun it was. And, and, um, and so instead of feeling sorry for myself that I had to go garage selling to provide, I started being grateful that it provided memories and that I was good at it and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And, um, and so I just started changing my thought process about everything. And I, in fact, we, for several years had, um, these boards in our house that my intention was to frame them. I never did, but I have them still, um, like canvas boards or whatever that we would once a week sit down as a family. I mean, my kids couldn't quite write yet. So they would tell Bill and I and we'd write for them, but we'd say things we were grateful for, for that mm-hmm. week. Cause they really, it became so important to me that my, that I instilled gratitude in my kids. And I'm like, I'm totally getting choked up. Why do I get choked up about the weirdest things? It's so weird. I love me. it. 
It shows how much it meant to you to not stay in this place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Um, Show the emotion, girl. <laughs> um, and so it just became really important to me that they did not in- watch me feeling sorry for myself. And and because so one of the things our kids have talked about is that they didn't realize that we didn't have money when they were younger. Like that isn't if they know it's only because we've shared it with like it's something we've mm. processed through with them is as we have been grateful as things have changed and we talk about oh mm. my gosh we cannot believe that we can do this because for so many years we could not do this and so like in the hopes of helping them see how god has you know blessed us in different ways we've shared you know how things have changed or whatever so then they know but they'll talk about they're like we had no idea they had no idea how little like and so we would do things for birthday gifts i would um <clears throat> like i would ask for memberships to like museums and to like the zoo for each of our kids for birthday gifts from grandparents instead of toys and stuff, because yeah. then that would give us a whole year of adventure. And, yeah. and I started focusing on being grateful for that and said, because mm-hmm. it's when you can't provide much extra for your family, it's really easy. That That's a gross feeling. Like it is hard when you're like, especially when you watch other people being able to pr- provide vacations for their family and you can't even, you know, provide like you barely like, provide gas money to drive to the city, so, you know, cause you're an hour away or whatever. And, um, and so I just started helping things change in my life that made me feel grateful. And, um, and so those are just a lot of examples. Um, well, and, and then, that time in your life absolutely produced character and hope. Yeah. And like, you are more Christ-like as a result of that time. Like I see right. that and your yeah. kids are more Christ-like as a result of what you taught them. Like your kids um, have paid for a lot of their things or portions of it. Like mm-hmm. if they're going to go to prom, it's like, they have yep. their portion, you have your portion. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because we do the same kind of thing, but n- you taught them that because you couldn't afford to give them mm-hmm. all of it. And that's mm-hmm. hard for you. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm teaching my kids the same thing because I want them to have skin in the game. Yeah. And your kids didn't see, oh, mom and dad couldn't afford it. And my kids aren't like mom and dad can afford it. They are just yeah. like, this, this is, is part just of being responsible, part of being responsible. And mm-hmm. I have never once heard your kids complain ever about having to pay for their portion. In fact, my kids mm-hmm. either, like they actually mm-hmm. really don't. It's like, they, we just instilled in them, like, oh, how much are you going to put towards this? You want a year? Yeah. Like, what's your portion? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. that's just, how much do you want it? And so I have loved watching this because your kids are very grateful and they mm-hmm. have never, I have never seen them once complain about what you couldn't give them. I've never, yeah. like you said, they probably didn't even know that you yeah. couldn't give them things. Yeah. They, I mean, and they, your kids go, grew up going to, on lake vacations. And that's a big mm-hmm. deal in Minnesota yeah. to get to go on lake vacations. And I know that's something you focused on being grateful for that. Oh, so yeah, Rachel's talking, we would go stay at my in-laws. My in-laws right. live on a lake. And so we had a free place to go stay. Mm-hmm. And Bill and I were just talking about this the other day because um, they, my, our kids loved it. Like they, they still, they can't, they cannot wait. Like we, we normally now go up for like an extended period of time over the 4th of July with, with my, my in-law, my sister-in-law and her and her family. And, and it's a blast. We have such a good time. But for a lot of years, I really struggled with that because I didn't want to go on a vacation at someone's house. I wanted right. to go on a vacation with my family away, especially because I didn't see Bill very much. We didn't get to very much time with him when he was, when the kids were younger. And I share. Um, no, yeah, I didn't want to share. Yeah. Cause we go to his parents' house. So of course he would but like. The beautiful thing is that you say you struggled with it and you did, I know you did, but you did it in your mind and with yeah. God, not yeah. in front of your kids, not right. Outwardly. They had no idea. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's not like because we're hiding our garbage, but because you so badly wanted them to go, how amazing is this that yeah. we always get to go on to a cabin and, and right. enjoy the lake? 
yep. even though you were wrestling through your own desire to give them different vacations, your kids could have grown up resenting that place and being like, right. oh, we never get to go to Disney World. We never get to do this. We never yeah. get to want But they didn't and they yeah, don't true. because you wrestled with God alone in that. Yeah. And you did not project it onto your kids because that's the thing is like, we're all going to have like hard relationships mm-hmm. in our lives and hard circumstances. And we can share with our kids truth, but mm-hmm. that truth needs to be acknowledging our own issue in it. Right. So right. like if I have a struggle with like, I have struggled for a lot of years with one of our brothers and we're mm-hmm. in an amazing place. And he would say that, yes, we've struggled. He's processed that struggle with some of his mm-hmm. kids, but we both desired to do it in a way where it never turned our kids against the other person. Right. So I would say he hurt me in this, but I know I hurt him in this. Right. And it's yeah. like, so you wouldn't, if you were to ever acknowledge, I wish I could take you on vacation, but I'm so grateful for now. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know that you even yeah. said, I wish I could take you on another vacation, but if you yeah. did, you would have covered it in but also this is what I'm grateful for. And I just love that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was, so this is another verse that was such a lifeline for me at this, at this point in my life, especially, I mean, it still is, but rejoice always pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. That makes me choke up too, (laughs) because it's not natural. It's not natural to give thanks when things are struggle, when things are frustrating, when things are hard, when things when other people have it better than you, when other, you know, whatever, whether it's real or not, it's hard. Even if we're just perceiving that other people have it better, that is a hard place in our mind to, mm-hmm. to get rid of. And the, the only thing I could do is pray without ceasing. I actually did a talk on this when, um, probably 15 years ago, cause I, we, it, we weren't in this house. It was in our old house. And, um, and so I was quite, I was much younger, tiny house <laughs> in my non trendy <laughs> tiny house. Exactly. Um, I was trying to place how old I was. I was probably 30. So I was, you know, quite a bit younger than I am now, but I had our pastor asked me to speak at something at our church about praying without ceasing. Like somehow he could see, he knew that about my life, that that was just like an all thing, something that I would do it for me. Praying without ceasing means I'm just kind of always talking to God in the back of my head. Like mm-hmm. anytime I'm having a hard conflict conversation, I'm talking to God throughout the process. Like, okay, Lord, you need to show me how to handle this. Please yeah. be here. Sometimes I'm just saying his name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Cause I, mm-hmm. and, but what would happen is that it, my, what the reason this started changing so much of the way I was thinking and processing is because I don't, I didn't love grumbling to God all the time. Like it mm. felt yucky just mm-hmm. being grumbly at him. And so when I was, when my mind was focused on talking to him, it was, I, I, I started being held accountable in my mind about mm-hmm. grumbling because it's so easy to yeah. grumble in your head, right? Think about all those yeah. yucky conversations we have within our head just because, mm-hmm. so maybe people don't even know that we're grumbly, but we know, mm-hmm. and obviously God knows whether I'm talking to him or not, he knows. Right. But when I was aiming my focus at him, it started just, I was like, Ooh, I want to change that. Yeah. And, um, and so then I would, and I would be honest with him. I would be like, Lord, this is really sucky that mm-hmm. I'm watching my sister's kids or my brother's kids while they're going to Mexico. Like I want to go to Mexico and yet, but, and then, and then I'd be like, but think thankful thing. I'm so thankful that I get to have time with my nieces and nephews. Like I am thankful that, you know, I am thankful that my brother or my sister gets to go on this vacation with their spouse. Like I would start telling him how I was thankful for the things that other people had that I didn't have. Like I started praying for other people. Like I would pray for your time away. I would pray, you know what, you know, just lots of different things. And so if you feel sorry for yourself and if it feels like it's suffocating you. And if you feel, I guess the thing that I would challenge you on is it doesn't really matter if you deserve quote unquote to feel sorry for yourself or not. You need 
you need to move out of that because it's going to change your entire life. Like, cause it, you could sit here and be like, but mostly you don't understand. This is why I feel sorry for myself or this is why. And I, it doesn't really matter if I understand or not. That's my point is that it didn't really matter that maybe my circumstances were a little less than ideal at times during the, this, especially this specific time that I'm talking about in my life. It didn't matter. I was having a worse quality life mm -hmm. because of what I was allowing to stay in my mind. Yes. It was changing everything about well, my life. And we talked about mindset with Hannah recently yep. and yep. it's so true. Mm -hmm. So this is your challenge. This is the biggest, biggest pointed challenge I've ever seen on this podcast. You need to move out of feeling sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. it will you got to pack up life. and move out. Put <laughs> yeah. a for sale sign on that non-trendy tiny place that you're living up feeling sorry for yourself and get out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want this. Say to God, I don't want to be this way anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. Make it like Melissa. Show me what you want. You've got. Uh, okay. So the other part of that verse in first Thessalonians, rejoice always pray continually mm -hmm. and give thanks and all understanding is for this is God's will for you mm -hmm. in yeah. Christ Jesus. This is yeah. what he wants for you. Yeah. He does not want you to lament always. Lamenting is allowed in our relationship with God, but not For like sure. as a constant, he right. doesn't want us to not be praying and he doesn't want us to be ungrateful. Right. That's the opposite of those. That is literally not God's will for our life. But mm -hmm. those three things like rejoicing, praying, giving thanks, that's what he wants for us. Yep. And it's giving thanks for everything. It doesn't matter. Yep. I mean, okay. So I remember when one of our brothers had um, a baby and I had gone to the hospital with my siblings to to um, obviously visit this beautiful new little baby boy. And he had texted me and said, could you pick up some McDonald's for us? And I, at this point in my life, I mean, like there, it was more often than not that I did not have an extra 10 or $15 to do like everything was budgeted. And I was like, yep. Okay. So I picked up McDonald's and it literally was like, that is all the money I have in my account. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't bring him lunch, you know, for his, when he just had a baby, be like, can you pay me back? Like that, that's not what you do. You just give it to them as a gift. And I didn't have the money. And my sister knew, like when I brought in the McDonald's, she pulled me aside. She's like, me? Do yeah. That, that's the <laughs> you sister. You don't have another sister. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? I don't remember. You pulled me aside and said, basically you just knew you're like, I, I know you do not have money for that. Can I pay for it? And I was like, yes, thank you. And I remember on my way home being like, Lord, thank you that she was aware of that. And that you, I got to provide for my brother without asking him to pay me back. Cause he just had a baby, but, but you provided for me by helping my sister notice what was going on. And it would have been such an easy thing for you not to notice because why would you, there was so well, much going and it on. It would have been really easy for you to focus on feeling sorry for yourself that you didn't have the money to pay right. for it instead yeah. of being focused on the gratitude that it, your needs got met. Yep. Yep. Exactly. For a long time, you would have focused on the, the feeling. Oh, because, and it's because I would grieve over the fact right. that I couldn't do things for people like extra right. thing. Like it was a grief. Like my, it's when a I was consuming suffocating. Yeah. Why is it, this the way it is? Exactly. And it wasn't just like, it wasn't just as ugly as it sounds feeling sorry for myself. There was real mm -hmm. lamenting in it, but it was hurting me. It was not making anything better. And, um, and so, I mean, you know, when you have the yesterday, I had a really weird situation happen that I, I ended up standing at Aldi waiting for my, my bank card wasn't working and I couldn't get money to transfer to Apple, I, I, my Apple account. And it took forever. And I was, I was tired because I'm still not feeling great. I didn't even want to go grocery shopping. And it, it was this like hour long thing. And then I had to go to the bank, which took like another 45 minutes and it was exhausting. But this week cashier, like I was literally standing there unable to pay for my groceries, trying to figure out do I want to drive all the way back home and get money because I had money at home? Or do I want to like just keep working on trying to get it's my bank card to work? Town and mm -hmm. yeah, it's in a different town. And 
And the sweet cashier was like, well, do you have Venmo? I can just pay for it. You can just Venmo me. And I was like, oh my gosh. Are you serious? And I want to challenge you when you have those frustrating times, turn it around into gratitude. Like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, Lord. I, cause I'm just like, Lord, I love how you showed up in this random, mm-hmm. like she didn't have to do that. Like, and, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and it's easy for even just daily situations like that to feel sorry for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was frustrating and I was tired, but I just really came home so thankful because I was like, Lord, you just totally took care of me in this really sweet, unnecessary way through this girl who did not have to do anything for me. And so all because you went to God and said, I don't want to be this way anymore. Yeah. That's what started it. And now you are a different person and you respond differently. It's true. I don't really feel sorry for myself really much at all anymore. Like I just, it's just not really don't. Yeah. Which is why we can make fun of when I am celebrating that I don't feel sorry for myself. <laughs> That's right. We're celebrate. We celebrate when she does not. I didn't feel so. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so All right. Funny. Okay. Any, so I feel your like challenge. I could talk about that forever. Fix your life. <laughs> Do better. Do better. Don't move out of feeling sorry for yourself because yes. it's hurting your entire life. Yes, it is. It's hurting your relationships too, but it's hurting you ultimately. Yes. And yeah. Cause even kids. if other people around you don't realize it, most people probably will realize it. Cause it's hard to like that leaks out. But even if you keep it real quiet, it is not, I mean, it's still, yeah, it's hurting you. So yeah, yeah. get out of there. Okay. All right. Well, you guys reach out to us, uh, through social media or our website, msnonetheless.com. Mm-hmm. We love when you share what you're learning here with us and with others. We love when you share our podcast. We love when you rate us because mm-hmm. on Apple or Spotify, because then we show up in other people's feeds. So seriously, it's one of our favorite things when we see people sharing about us like publicly, mm-hmm. like they're like mm-hmm. share our, our podcast or tell, yep. like we'll see videos where they're telling why they're loving listening to us. And it's just like mind blowing. Like it's God's doing something here and it's exactly. amazing to watch. So exactly. Yep. All right. Bye you guys. Bye guys. Podcast.